So, see, Padma has asked a question. Owing to the severity of karma one suffers in this birth, how is it that such a sinner, so to say, is found by the Guru? And how is such a sinner blessed with the Guru? Is it because the atonement of the sin has happened? Uh, see, uh, let us put it from a couple of point of view. First and foremost, uh, when we talk in terms of a Guru, now the Guru who is like a regular feature film, you know, Superman part 1, Superman part 2, like that, he keeps on coming. So he has got his own star cast which keeps on coming every now and then. So the only thing that he does this time, every time when he comes is he just identifies those people. The people are just identified and they just come together. When they come together, their basic, uh, this thing is only uncovering. Uncovering in the sense they just need to understand that this is what life is all about and these are the teachings. Their learning is super fast. We don't have, they don't have to go through a process of unveiling, like a very severe process. So that is the first category where the Guru comes with his own troop, his entire uh, star cast. Okay, like uh, maybe the Philharmonic Orchestra, he is coming with that full group. Second, you can say that uh, where people, those who are already Nitya Siddha, they are already realized beings, they come and when they come, what happens is they identify their own kind. In a sense that they have devotees. The devotees are basically a part of the circle, but their, their job is only for serving that per- person, serving their pur- purpose. And uh, I think you'll have to mute Omega. Just mute it. Okay. Mm. So they are only serving a purpose. It is like, uh, let us say, for example, the Guru comes, and after that, there are lots of people who follow along with him, like uh, Sai Baba. He's a great Guru. Who comes after him? Nobody. Nobody is there after him. The, so that means the entire star caste which is there serving him is not a part of what we call as the lineage. There is no lineage over there. They are only for the purpose of serving him. That's it. It's like serving the Guru. They come uh, like, uh, say for example, this uh, the one who has written this book, Dabolkar, or even just now we are going to read about Sapatnekar. So all these people who come, they are just his devotees who are serving his purpose. That is just to be around him and uh, whatever they need is given by them. In case of Ramakrishna Paramahansa, you will find that he had his group. The group comprises of Vivekananda, Brahmananda and all these people. Okay, They are already a part of his previous group which keeps on repeating itself. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had his own group, it kept on repeating itself again. Uh, so it's, it's like a coterie which keeps on coming. They don't need to be told too many things, they just know what they are supposed to do. They get on with their job. So the formation of Ramakrishna mission and how the propagation of the uh, master's teachings have happened, that is there. So that is the second part. First part you understood, second part you understood. The third part. The third part is where the Nitya Siddha is the Guru who is invisible, he is not there in front. He doesn't show himself anywhere in the front. He is like right there in the behind. Nobody knows who he is. Like Tapuan Maharaj, you know, he is right in the background. Nobody knows much about him. He is just there for the purpose of what he is there. But his disciple becomes very famous. Now the disciples, now the question which you asked is answered over here where many lives put together. The person has performed a lot of, you know, activities by means of which, sattvic activities by means of which in this life he has got a particular uh, body and then that body is useful for the purpose of reaching its destination. So that is the third kind. Okay. Again, for that person becomes very easy. Right? 
then there is another kind where what we say is like what i have written today if you pray very fervently to god a very fervent prayer to god saying that i you know i am i would like to have this idea about god and this and that so god's grace descends on you this is out of turn okay influence from the big boss upstairs so out of turn <laughs> he gives you a ticket to the guru so he says fine i am going to give you out of turn ticket special performance is there so you go and meet him and that's how the guru comes into that person's life this is basically where you have praised the lord to that level and last but not the least where many many yogas have gone and you have really worked very very hard towards reaching the stage where the guru has to appear because now there is no option but he has to appear so many lives have gone so he appears and then he goes over there now think about it like this if you take even the greatest of the gods when they took birth for them it was very easy because the part of their functionality only there so they found their guru too fast like say for example vasishta muni vishwamitra you name it you know or datatreya you name it super fast they were able to get him the last is the category where it's going extremely tough slowly and that is a category mentioned in the bhagavad gita where he says that you have to be very satvik in nature you have to be born in a good family so that you are able to meet your spiritual preceptor and the spiritual preceptor then takes you out of this whole thing now the idea called sinner see uh, how is such a sinner blessed we don't have something which is called sinning in our religion in in hinduism there is nothing called i should not even call it hinduism it's called sanatan dharma sanatan dharma is the universal path of liberation universal path now in the universal path there is nothing like a sin see there is nothing like a sin let us see it from this point of view why do we call it a sin i am a sinner the moment you say the words you become a sinner all right you are not a sinner leave that attitude i am a sinner i am a sinner i am a sinner this attitude one should leave you know why because you should always know that you have been put in that specific place by god himself then why are you calling yourself the sinner if you take the credit then you become a sinner isn't it why are you taking the credit why not think that god has put you in that place or whatever activity that has to be performed you are performing that activity once it is performed you have performed the whatever purpose that you have come for so it is not a sin so once you get this understanding then you do not become a sinner all right so everything is right in this place is correct absolutely right so i i have i i hope i have answered it all right so we'll take up the book now and uh, we are doing i think chapter 48 if i'm not mistaken oh uh, yes yeah we are doing chapter 48 the bestowal of grace upon a doubting devotee uh, we had finished up to 50 so we will take up from 51 because it's a new story that is starting listen to the experience of a lawyer from akkal court whose name was sapatnekar and it will please your heart when he was studying hard day and night for law he met another student shewade and they began exchanging notes about each other's studies some other studying with them came there too and they all sat together in the same room and began asking questions to each other to test how much they had studied it's a very common experience with all of us also we have also sat down in one room and asked tumko kitna aata hai tumko kitna hai and everybody comes up with their questions which are going to come isn't it so it's a part and parcel of everybody study and we all do this so even in ancient times it was the same thing so shewadi's answers it was it was to see who makes the mistakes and where whose answers comes correct and is to clear any doubts and gain some peace of mind so all got together for this activity Shewade's answers came all wrong. In the end, all the students said, "How will he pass the examination? All his study is incomplete." 
Though they derided him thus, Shewade had full faith that whether the study was complete or incomplete, when the time comes, I will pass. Even if I have not studied, my Sai Baba is there to pass me. Then why should I worry? On hearing these words, Sapatnagar was surprised and taking Shewadi aside, he began to ask him, began asking him, Who is this Sai Baba? Whose virtue you praise so much and whom you trust so completely? And where does he live? In reply, Shewadi then described the greatness of Sai Baba and quite frankly told of the state of the absolute faith in him. Uh, one note of caution over here. Now let us say Sai Baba is going to pass me so I don't have to study is a wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> so you, without you doing anything, nothing is going to fall in your lap. So you better do it. It is like uh, Krishna tells Arjuna, he says, see, I have killed all these fellows. Okay. Everybody from Karana to Dushasan to Duryodhan, everybody is dead. Yeah, I have shown you the trailer right now in the beginning only. Okay, I have shown you this. So please note that that those guys are dead. But if you don't lift your bow and arrow, how will they die? So you have to do your actions. Actions are very, very important. So if this person says, you know, I believe in Sai Baba any which way I'm going to I'm going to pass in the examination and I don't want to study, let Sai Baba study for me. Sorry, Sai Baba is not going to study for you, he's not even going to pick up a pen and write your answers. You only have to write. So in our world, we should note this, that don't think that God is going to come and do something in the night and all the papers will get uh, assessed and you will pass next day. Nothing like that is going to happen. So (laughs) don't even think like that. Okay. So who is this Sai Baba whose virtues you praise so much and whom you trust so completely and where does he live? In reply, Shevade then described the greatness of Sai Baba and quite frankly told him of the state of absolute faith in him. In Shirdi village, there is a well-known Nagar district a fakir lives in a mosque who is very famous and a virtuous man. There are many saints in different places, but unless you have accumulated abundant merit, the good fortune of meeting them will not befall, however hard you try. This is an answer to Padma's question. There are many saints in different places, but unless you have accumulated merit, accumulated merit is like a, what I told you, the sixth case. You know, you have, you have merits, all the positive things coming to you slowly, 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 slowly. And this life you get a better birth and yes. The fifth category where uh, God is very graceful, you know, grateful to you. He showers His grace on you. That is like a luck by chance. Hua to hua. And maybe He is doing it because uh, there is something that you <laughs> he, he, he must have promised you in one of the births. That is why He must be doing. We don't know. So, that is something which is out of turf. But the last one, that is the last one he is talking about. Okay, Unless you have accumulated abundant merit, the good fortune of meeting them will not befall, however hard you try. However hard you try. What happens is, many a times uh, we try reaching a particular place or meeting that particular uh, sage. Most of the time we are not able to reach over there. It is because you are not destined to go over there. Okay? Your ticket is not come. You may go to that place and come back. Hmm? So that could be the case. I have complete faith in him. What he says that alone will come about. Only what he utters will take place and nothing will ever prevent it. However great my effort this year, I am going to fail in the examination. But next year I will most certainly pass effortlessly. This is his assurance to me and I have full trust in him. His words will never be untrue. This I have firmly resolved. It will be of no wonder at all when I pass not only this examination but even the examination after this. Sapatnekar had no doubt that these words were in vain and ridiculous. Naturally, if somebody comes and tells you, you Oh, my Baba has told me this year you are going to Laga Dandi and next year you you are going to pass. So this year you want to go and play cricket. Okay, next year you come and write your examination. So naturally a logical minded person will say, how is it possible? This is not possible. So that is the reason why Sapatnekar who was a very logical person does not believe in what Shevade is telling him. His mind was full with doubts. How could he believe such an utterance? However, Shevade then went away from there. But listen to what happened thereafter. When some time had passed, Shevade's words came true as proved by experience. To the great astonishment of Sapatnagar, Shevade passed both the examinations. Ten years passed after this. 
and misfortune befell Sapatnekar suddenly, causing him great distress and agitation. He became sad and dispirited. Now, for your very kind information, the examination for law need not be given in one year. There is a provision, during the ancient times also there was a provision that there are three years in law. And if you are so great that you could write the first year and the second year and the third year together, you are allowed. So when I was doing my first year law also, I also never wrote my examination. Actually, I was playing cricket all the time. Yeah, (laughs) for my college. And then in the second year, I wanted to write the examination, but unfortunately, I was transferred. So law was suspended. So anyway, what happens is, when a person is doing LLB, at that point in time, you have what is uh, called uh, allowed to keep terms. It's called etiquette. <laughs> so allowed to keep terms, so you can, first year you don't have to write, and maybe second year you can write for the first year and the second year together. So maybe Shewade was doing something like that. He thought, okay, I don't want to give the examination this year. So let us believe in that statement. Instead of saying, in you know, a one year he stayed at home. <laughs> that would be the wrong thing because if we give this kind of an advice to somebody then he will say no 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 I am taking a sabbatical in a sabbatical this is a very great term in our industry person will say one year I am going to take a sabbatical I am going to come next year and next year when they come they want double the salary than the first year and they go to the market and they see that their salary is going to become half of it so there, <laughs> there is a problem so sabbaticals you need to avoid don't get into any sabbaticals okay incidentally sabbat is is a term which comes from the judaism all right yeah no 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 sabbat it's basically something that you need to do after a period of time not maybe at that moment in time it's a it's a sort of a leave sort of a sunday we cannot yeah sunday is also called a sabbat by them but this is after some time you know that basically it means that so, yes, huh. <coughs> 10 years passed after this and misfortune befell Sapatnikar, suddenly causing him great distress and agitation. He became sad and dispirited. His, his one and only son died of diphtheria in the year 1913. He became absolutely disgusted with worldly life. So he set about a pilgrimage to get to the holy places like Pandarpur, Gangapur and the like. But peace of mind eluded him. He then began reading Vedanta. Uh, this is a very common thing which every human being does, you know. When you go through a lot of pain and trouble and all those, then they can think of God, God and God only. So when somebody dies of diphtheria, somebody is becoming old, there are no teeth in the uh, over here and then finally you have nothing else to do in the world, your money is gone, where else you will go? Only one reserve bank is there no, somewhere, some sage is there, maybe I'll go and lag maska to him and... You will find there are lots of people who do this. This is not the right approach. The approach is that you need to come, you need to do your things exactly when when you have the ability to do. The ability to do can stem right in the beginning of life or can beginning at or can be at the end of life. I'll tell you a funny joke. Okay? Uh, jokes are always funny, but this one is... Uh, uh, now, uh, you know in marriages, Hindu marriages, there is one... Uh, Thing which is, uh, they say these, uh, what you say, you know, uh, they say those Vedas and some Shastras and some, some thing they keep on saying, you know. And then that fellow says, Ganga, Kaveri, Evo, Narmada, Saraswati, all those names he takes. So there is this great person, he is a great Seja by the way. So he says, what is this? Every now and then this fellow is, he's a young boy who is getting married. In ancient times, you know, in olden times, the younger people used to get married very uh, earlier in life. So he is getting married, uh, but uh, he is like his mind is not in marriage and all that. So suddenly he says all all this. So he is is squirming in his and they have put those you know antarpat. Antarpat means that uh, thre, that uh, one cloth they hold between the bride and the groom. And suddenly you know everybody is throwing those akshatas. Akshatas means those, those, those rice seeds. You know rice they keep on throwing. So every now and then that person says. And he keeps on saying that. So this fellow, young fellow, he's asking this his to be brother-in-law is standing next to him. He says, What is this? Savadan, Savadan, these people keep on saying. 
So the brother-in-law makes a mischief. You know, he says, Savadhan means, you know, now you're going to get married. You better be careful what you are getting into. Savadhan, you understand, no? it's, a, it's a warning to you. You don't know what you are going to get into. <laughs> so he is telling his brother-in-law, see, you better be careful. Now you are getting married, you are going to get into big trouble. So this fellow, <laughs> the moment they are trying to remove that, he runs away from there. He says, I am Savadhan only. And he, he runs away and he runs away from, them, from that mantap and goes and hides in the jungle. So the Savadhan turned out into Savadhan really for him. So think about it. What actually they try to warn you, you know, during the wedding also, Savadhan, Savadhan, please be careful. So, and he turned into a very great saint. Okay, so. <laughs> so sometimes people have these kind of breaks in life. Okay, Savadhan break. Or sometimes a person, you know, somebody dies and then they have a break. Okay. Uh, so here he says, he set out on a pilgrimage to holy places like Pandarpur, Gangapur and the like. Peace of mind eluded him. He then began reading Vedanta. Vedanta with a peace of mind means you require a bottle full of anasin. You try this, anytime you want to read Vedanta and uh, your mind is already, no peace is there and you try reading some of these very heavy texts. You know, by the time you go to the first line, you are you are falling asleep over there because most of the time you don't can't go beyond the first line. It's extremely tough. Like uh, somebody asked me, you know, after you finish this, what are you going to do? I said, do you want to sleep in the satsang or one? We'll do upanishads after that. It's better, very good sleep medicine for you. So those who want to be have late in the night. But for US people, it's going to be tough. <laughs> they have just got up from their sleep. So Upanishads, if we take up, no, you will be fast asleep in the first verse only. It's very tough. And by the time I finish it, no, bas, like that. So he's learning Vedanta with a, where he has got so many problems in his world. Sometime passed in this way. As he hopefully waited to gain some peace of mind, he suddenly remembered Shevade's account. He recalled Shevadi's determination and his faith in Sai Baba. He now felt that he should also go for Baba's darshan. He wished for Sai Saint's darshan. In the year 1913, he decided to go to Shirdi and set out to go with his brother. Really, it was Sai himself who had called him to himself to worship his feet. Recollection of Shevadi's story being just an excuse. Listen to this attentively. Taking his younger brother Pandit Rao with him, Sabat Nekar set out with his family to go to Shirdi for the Saint's darshan. They both came there and went to Shri's darshan at once. They had darshan from a distance but felt satisfied in their heart. As their eyes met Baba from a distance, they quickly approached him and with folded hands both stood waiting in front of Baba. Both prostrated before Baba with a great humility and with a pure loving heart, offered a coconut at Sai's feet. As Sapatnekar offered the coconut at the feet of Samarth, Baba turned him away scornfully with the words, Get out! Imagine if that is the kind of, uh, you know, a welcome you are going to get, you know, first and foremost only you will take a return ticket out of that place. Get out. Sapatnekar got worried as to buy, Baba got angry. Uh, those who don't know the saints, you know, they all behave like, incidentally this person, no, the one story I gave him, Zavadan, uh, Zavadan. What happens is, after that he becomes a saint and all that. So his guru, I mean he is an avatar of uh, Anumanji. So his guru is Sri Ram. So Anumanji tells him, see, now you better go to all the villages in South India and you become a, really a madman over there. Otherwise people will start identifying with you and they will come and sit next to you. Then you will get into trouble. So go and become a madman over there. So what happens is most of these sages, now they, are, they are mad for the people in public. The way they behave is not like a normal human being. Okay. So their methodologies are also very very strange. They, they will run with a stick or they will call out some name or they will do some very funny thing. So what happens is, Sapatnekar got worried as to why Baba got angry and said to himself, I must ask the meaning of this to someone who knows Baba well. He who should have been delighted with the darshan moved backwards with a start at the words and sat down, sad and worried with eyes downcast. Whom should one approach now? To which devotee should I ask as to the significance of Baba's words? Whom should I ask what is in Baba's mind? Or learning of this wish of his, someone suggested the name of Bala Shimpi for the satisfaction of the query. 
सो ही रिसर्च फॉर बाबा बाड़ाज प्लेस सापटनेकर टोल्ड हिम ऑल दैट हैड टेकन प्लेस एंड सेड बाबा टर्न मी अवे विथ हार्श वर्ड्स एट लीस्ट इफ यू कम विथ मी आई विल गेट इज दर्शन इन पीस एंड ही मे बिस्टो हिज ग्रेस अपॉन अस विदाउट गेटिंग एंग्री बाड़ा एग्रीड टू दिस एंड सापटनेकर वॉज रिलीव्ड ऑफ हिज एंग्जाइटी ही गॉट बाबाज फोटो परचेज एंड सेट आउट टू हैव बाबाज दर्शन बाड़ा शिम्पे अकम्पनीड हिम टेकिंग द फोटो ऑन इज ओन हैंड्स बाड़ा गेव इट टू बाबा एंड प्रेड दिस इज अ वेरी कॉमन फेनोमिना इन मोस्ट ऑफ दीज people those who are baba ji's and swami ji's are outside their big ashram and all you will find that people are selling all sorts of things like uh, their photographs and talisman and tavis and all those kind of things okay so even in shirdi if you go you will find there are lots of shops over there incidentally it's the same thing which happened with that uh, person the priest who went all the way to rome and he touched the statue of uh, that uh, picture drawn by one of the saints uh, the mother mary's photograph you know mother of perpetual soccer so he touched that photograph and he took it and now the photograph has a lot of value because those who come and pray to the photograph get all their wishes fulfilled uh, yeah so those kind of things happen hmm? so here also in front of baba this person is going to present a photograph so that when baba touches it it becomes pak you know pak means pure absolutely all right ओके सो बाला शिम्पी अकम्पनीड हिम टेकिंग द फोटोग्राफ इन इज ओन हैंड्स बाला गेव इट टू बाबा एंड प्रेड वाट वाट इज दिस पिक्चर ओ गॉड बाबा लुक्ट एट इट एंड रिप्लाइड दिस इज अ फोटो ऑफ हिज फ्रेंड पॉइंटिंग हिज फिंगर एट सापटनेकर सो सिंग बाबा स्माइल अदर स्माइल टू बाबा वॉट इज द मीनिंग ऑफ दिस बाला आज बाबा एट वंस बाला सेट टू सापटनेकर टेक दर्शन बी क्विक but as he made obeisance he heard the words get out oh the same old get out pursues me still now what other way should i follow that was sapatnagar's great puzzle and as they both stood waiting for baba with folded hands at last baba commanded them go away from here at once oh swami samarth your command can never be disobeyed by anyone then what to say of us the poor lowly creatures now this instant we go away now uh, when a lesson is being given the lesson is normally not uh, once it is like all the you know balaji telefilms once twice thrice like that dang 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 like that every now and then you see the face from three different angles you know all the serials you will see is exactly like that you will get you know one 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 motion again once again once again once again like that so baba you think is going to do it once you have to drill home a point so the lesson keeps on coming again and again and again and these lessons by the way are very much important because they have to be drilled inside that person and the person has to know that and that is the reason why otherwise you know you tell try to tell your you, know, you have a child at home and you say na oh go pick up your bag which you are thrown over there you think he is going to listen first time sorry you might have to tell him 20 times and finally you only have to go and pick it up he's never going to be that that person is going to pick up okay now baba is also the same he is also he knows all these are children in front of him so he says get out once get out twice okay like that so having heard that you are most generous we came to have darshan but we are welcome not only with the words get out what is this mystery we know not but do look upon us kindly and give us your blessing that we may have your darshan soon again such was the assurance they asked for is there such a gnani who will know what is in baba's mind but they obeyed the command and returned to their own place such was their first darshan of baba which made them both very sad they went back to their village without the least delay one more year passed by and yet his mind was not steadied again he went to gangapur but the agitation in his mind grew sapatnekar then went to madegaon for rest at last he decided to go to holikashi when only two days remained to leave for kashi his wife had a vision and the journey to kashi was stayed i will relate the novel way in which the miracle of the vision took place be attentive and listen to these leelas of sai while his wife was asleep in the bed in her dream she saw herself going to the well at lakarsha with a pitcher the well of lakarsha lakarsha again is a sage there is a foot of a neem tree a fakir who has a piece of a cloth wrapped around his head came near me she said in a tender voice the fakir said 
Why do you toil so needlessly, my child? I will give you your pitcher full with a pure clean water. I was frightened of the fakir and taking up the empty pitcher made my way back home with the fakir following behind me. As I saw this dream, I woke up and opened my eyes. When Sapatnekar heard the dream that his wife narrated, he decided to go to Shirdi. So it's like an indication, you know. Okay, now is the time to go to Shirdi. Because he heard about Lakarsha, the well of Lakarsha. See, incidentally, there are lots of places in India where people go and they tie things around the... I mean, you must have seen, you know. There are these trees where they will tie something and there are some places where they will put the coins. There are some places where they will throw the coins. Various kinds of things happen. Um, In that, I will tell you one very beautiful story. There is a story of this great lady who used to come to me. So once upon a time, she happened to come to me. And uh, she told me that uh, she used to call me Bhaiya. So Bhaiya, I want to go to this, uh, you know, Mahalakshmi temple. Can I go? I said, Meru Pushnega kya zaruri hai? Jao na. So she says, but I need your permission before I go, you know. Yeah, every now and then when I ask your permission, some magic happens. That's why this time also I think, you know, something is going to happen. So she sat with me for 2-3 hours and after that finally I told her, okay, okay, go. But tell Mahalakshmi Amma that don't get angry with me every now and then. It's not good to get angry with me all the time, okay. So you want, I'll give you something. So (laughs) as usual when I do this kind of a talk, they all feel that it is all in fun. So when she went over there, it so happened that she took the darshan of Mahalakshmi temple. Mahalakshmi temple is in Kolhapur for those who you don't know. Kolhapur is in south of Maharashtra. So she went over there to this temple, took the darshan over there. Now this lady is a very great person. So naturally the entire coterie of all police people, everybody is around her. So finally uh, there is another temple nearby. I mean just about 100 meters down from there. And this is a place where people used to earlier take bath and go to this temple. Now you know why Mahalakshmi Amma is as over there in Kolhapur? Do you know any, any of you know this? Okay, so anyway, if I ask you then net ka problem <laughs> I'll only answer you. You see, what happened was Mahalakshmi gets, you know, she is the wife of Krishna, this much you know. Or you will say, no, 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 Vishnu. Okay, no. Krishna, Vishnu, one and the same. But she is the wife of Vishnu. So what happens is uh, Krishna is always running after Radha all the time. Okay. So she gets very bugged about this whole issue. Why does he have to go after Radha all the time? So what happens is, she says, I'm going to go away. And she finally goes to this place called Kolhapur. Now that place was not called Kolhapur earlier. Okay, so she goes to this place. She wants to stay alone over there and do meditation. So what happens is, there is one Rakshasa. Okay, the Rakshasa um, challenges her. And now remember, she is an avatar, isn't it? So she fights him and she is about to kill him. So he, he says to him, yeah, he says to him, you know, please save me. <laughs> you know, give me release. So she says yes. And from that day onwards, the Rakshasa's name was Kolhasura. Kolhasura. Okay. Asura. So the place became Kolhapura. Just like Maishasur became Mysore. Same way, Kolhapur. So incidentally, this lady was uh, there. She had gone to this place. And then what happened was, she was uh, going to this place where they uh, at this place where there is this water tank there is always a water tank everywhere where a very big temple is there so she wants to go to this water tank place she goes to this water tank place and finally uh, that water tank place is uh, closed by all these uh, you know shutters nobody is allowed inside that place even if you go today you are not allowed inside the reason is because inside that water tank there are so many tortoises, tortoise, kachua. So they are all inside. Alright. So she is a big shot, remember. Okay. So naturally the temple authorities say, she told them, you know, I want to dip my feet inside that water and sit. Now you can't tell a big boss, you can't dip your feet inside and sit. So finally she went inside sat down over there now she's a modern lady so she was wearing a pair of jeans now you can't put your jeans uh, leg inside the water and sit so she folded the jeans you know how you fold the jeans so she folded the jeans and she put her leg inside and sat 
and she was identifying oh this is one tortoise that is one tortoise there is a saying over there that all the tortoises are black in color black or brown but if you are to see a white color tortoise a white color he is an albino albino you understand one with white color so he is an albino so if you are to see a white tortoise you will be the luckiest person because that is whose wahan lakshmi's wahan so if you see the white tortoise it's so very good so finally when she was sitting over there she's trying to identify white tortoise white tortoise where are you where are you she couldn't find bola mera luck mein nahi hai hum jaate hain aisa and naturally your feet are wet you are carrying your sandals like this in hand she went to the her hotel room when she went to the hotel room something very strange happened in her pant folds there was one very tiny white tortoise small fellow he was sitting inside the pant fold now she immediately got scared she said oh my god these people will think i must have robbed it so she came running with that small fellow a small tortoise okay this fellow so small so she came running to this temple authorities and saying you know they go, see i actually did not imagine she was the deputy commissioner of police okay <laughs> she said see i have come with this uh, tortoise over here i have not taken it he came with me like this so the temple authorities are looking at her and smiling they told her you know we can't do he wants to go with you you take him and go now so she took him and she brought him to my to bangalore now i was not normally i was not back around over there so what happened was i came to know about this story quite later so she brought it home and you know in the house we have these bowls and all that we will keep one of small fellow where to keep you will put him in one bowl and keep him over there so he that fellow was roaming all over the dining table big dining table big family and father was commissioner and god knows what all thing he was so naturally the tortoise is roaming all over the town and it was really very good a few days later she found that tortoise had disappeared from that place they did she didn't know where it was and they searched the whole house he was nowhere to be found she was very upset some few days later the one that she was supposed to get married to this person turns up she didn't like that fellow incidentally so this fellow turns up and tells her you take your tortoise back i hate this fellow mala what happened no i had taken him i was told that this is a very lucky charm so i had taken it to my house and i was uh, keeping it so that you know all the luck in the world will come to me instead of you he was going to get married to her incidentally okay think about it so it so happened that instead of getting all the luck he got all the bad luck possible in the world he started losing so much of money that in in that one week time i think he must have lost crores of rupees now all these are big people remember this finally he got fed up of it and he brought it back and gave it to her so she keeps it she went on to start an it company now i have not met her for the last i think 4 5 years now once in a while she will just send a message but i have not met her so 5 years back when i met her i was told that she has started a very big it company she is a, some big shot and fabulously rich now what like sone pe suhaga maybe i should keep that white tortoise after that <laughs> i'll take it on loan and keep it those who want it we they can also keep it what so this is the story this is called how faith is you know faith how it got into that so i <laughs> she would send tell me the story afterwards after the whole story is over she'll come and tell me so that was how it is so now let us see come back to our story <coughs> so i was frightened of the fakir and taking up the empty pitcher made my way back to homewards with the fakir following behind me as i saw this dream i woke up and opened my eyes when sapatnekar heard the dream that his wife narrated he decided to go to shirdi so sometimes you get these kind of indications immediately they both set out reaching shirdi the next day on arriving they at once went to the mosque ba- baba had gone to the landi at that time so they both sat there waiting for baba till they return soon baba came back the lady was astonished to find the same figure from head to toe which she had seen in the vision and went on observing closely 
After Baba's feet was washed, the lady went to take darshan and made obeisance at the feet, met on gazing at him as she sat. Sainath was delighted to see her devout attitude. In a soft, low voice, Baba began to tell tale, began a tale about removing her afflictions. As usual, Baba began to tell in detail about his own afflictions very lovingly to a third person who was present there. They all talk in third person. They talk as if they are something is happening to some other person. Very vague situations, you know. Very vague stories will be told. You will wonder, "Ke kiski story bol rahe?" Finally, you will understand. Oh, he is telling my story. So Baba also had this technique of telling stories, something like that. In truth, it was the story of the lady who should have been narrated, which should have been narrated to her. But when began relating it to a third person in her presence, the lady heard it with rapt attention. My hands, stomach, waist, all have been aching severely for many days. I am tired trying out medicines. The ailment just does not go. I am really exhausted taking so many medicines, but none has been effective. Am I surprised that now it has suddenly disappeared? Such was a story told in the third person, without even mentioning the lady's name. It was all her own story and that was her connection with it. Later on at the end of a month or two when the affliction that Baba had described as his own was cured, her experience convinced her of the truth. The lady's wish was fulfilled and then when Sapatnekar took his darshan, Baba treated him once again to the earlier get out. I do not know what is my fault is that Baba scorns me so unerringly. As I made obeisance, his reply to me is one and the only get out. What is my sin in the past birth that he is angry only with me while in my presence he is so very loving towards others? If you go to see, morning and evening, all the people always enjoy with Baba the happiness of the festivity. Why only I am destined to hear get out? Has my karma been so wicked so as to lead me to adharma and an accumulation of the innumerable sins that Baba is so displeased with me? Oh, this is a very... <laughs> we always, we never look at it from the positive point of view. Our mind is always great, you know, it will always say, I have done something No, why don't think very positively? The get out is for something else. How do you know it is for you? Always have a very positive attitude. Okay, don't worry. Everything happens for the good, isn't it? So don't worry about anything. Your mind may throw up stories and all these things may happen, but at the end of it, everything good will happen. Our It's like a film story, don't worry. Our Hindi film story, all is well that ends well. So, <laughs> we should always be very positive about all these things. <clears throat> if you go to see morning and evening, all the people always enjoy with Baba the happiness of a festivity. Why only I am destined to hear get out? Has my karma been so wicked so as to lead me to adharma and an accumulation of innumerable sins that Baba is so displeased with me? In the beginning I entertained doubts and misconceptions about Baba and therefore I felt Baba is himself drawing me closer to him in this way. Therefore, Sapatnekar decided to remain in Shirdi itself with the mind steadily concentrated on Baba till Baba bestowed guest on him. Is there anyone who, when afflicted by the threefold afflictions and yet thirsting for Sai Darshan, has gone away dejected and without any satisfaction in his heart? That day, feeling very sad, he did not relish any food or drink, nor coming or going anywhere, sleeplessly lay in bed with eyes wide open. Making sure that nobody else is nearby and that Baba is alone on his seat, I will seize such an opportunity to hold fast onto Baba's feet. Thus resolved Sapatnagar and his resolve bore fruit. As overcome with great emotions, he caught Baba's feet. As he bowed his head to the feet, Baba placed his hand on it. Sapatnagar then began to press Baba's feet. When a shepherdess came there, as soon as she came, she began massaging Baba's waist vigorously and as usual, Baba began talking to her. The marvel of that talk was that as Sapatnagar listened to it very carefully, he found all of it has been his own story letter to letter. That's what I told you, you know, he's always talking third person or as if it is happening to somebody else. He's never told him directly to that person's face. It's, it's a way of recognizing it. It's for you to recognize. Got it? Though the separate has signified her attentiveness from time to time vocally, yet Sapatnekar was filled with astonishment as to, as he listened to his own tale, he was simply amazed. And suppose somebody is telling you something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we have this great attitude. Yes, yes. You, you are not understanding a word of what that person is saying, but still 
just to you know feel good about the whole thing we keep on saying yes yes yeah yeah i tell you very good as if we know the whole thing this shepherd is also behaving exactly in the same way it's a story of a grocer but in fact it's his own story in a, in the course of it a mention of the death of the late son came up it was narrated in full detail from birth to death as if a very close relative was giving an account the story was being narrated to the woman he in fact had connection with it no connection with it it is the story of a father and a son the subject was born only of the two of them and so as he listened to the story from sai's mouth thus sapatnekar was greatly surprised in the mind his reverence for sai was confirmed he was full of admiration as to how baba knew it at all like a myrobalam in the palm of his hand to him who is one with the brahma the whole world is his own family or rather he is himself the whole creation and that is the mark of sai sai baba's avatar is the actual manifestation of the oneness how will he then differentiate between mine and yours he is himself present in the form of the universe he who is absorbed in god almighty how will he speak of the language of duality the difference between the perceiver perception and the object of perception does not exist for him like the sky that cannot be coated with anything perceiver perception there are three things you know object that you are going to see you are the one who is seeing and the experience that comes with it so when you see certain object you get to understand that object so there are always three things involved in the process <laughs> so these are the three things that is experience experiencer and the experienced so the three things are always there in this universe so who is absorbed in god almighty how will he speak of the language of duality pointing his fingers to saparnekar okay baba's intuitive knowledge was great even as the thought crossed his mind listen over watchers listeners to what baba said to him pointing his finger to saparnekar baba exclaimed in great surprise i have killed his child he says he has made this accusation against me we always do this you know we always blame god is doing this to us every now and then we keep on blaming this so that is what if i kill people's children then why does he come to the mosque and weep all right i will now do this i will bring his child back as his son so this is he is giving him a certain more benefits just as i gave this lady back her dead son ramdas so will i bring back his son to him once again on hearing this sapatnekar sat there waiting his eyes fixed expectantly on baba's face placing his hand on his head baba reassured him he said these feet are very efficient these feet are very ancient all your care is removed have full faith in me soon you will be fulfilled while pressing baba's feet when sapatnekar heard baba's sweet words his eyes filled with tears and he bowed at his feet in obeisance the ashtabhav choked him with tears in his a joy sprang in his eyes and with which he washed baba's feet as he was overcome with love isn't this what happens even in the bible where the lady she washes the feet of jesus christ with her hair the clean these are certain things of showing your love for the divine once again baba placed his hand on his head and said be at peace then sapatnekar returned to the place with a joyous heart never there was prepared which he gave in the hand of his wife and after the puja and aarti was over he placed the plate in front of baba then sprinkling water around the food plate and touching the eyes according to the ritual he offered it to baba after offering it in the first vital five vital airs then in keeping with the usual practice as soon as baba's hand touched it to indicate that he has accepted it sapatnekar felt very happy then sapatnekar pushed his way into the crowd of other devotees present there who were bowing at baba's feet and quickly made obeisance once again and so in that great rush when baba saw head banging against head he calmly said to sapatnekar oh why this salute upon salute repeatedly done with reverence only once is quite enough so you know when you get something you say thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you your thank you is like a, like a parrot it keeps on coming thank you thank you thank you thank you no you don't have to <laughs> one thank you should be enough Okay so he says you don't have to keep on doing this again and again 
There was a night for Chavri with great love and fondness. Apatnagar walked happily in front of the procession, staff in hand. But the listeners already know about the Chavri procession. Hence, his reputation has been avoided for fear of lengthening the book. And just see Baba's Leela that night gazing at Baba, Sapatnagar felt that he was actually looking at Pandarpur. Panduranga of Pandarpur. Later, when Sapatnagar asked Baba's leave to go, he was asked to have the meal first and then go. Without disobeying Baba in the least, he then went for darshan just before leaving. Suddenly, a thought crossed his mind. If Baba were to ask for Dakshina, how can I comply with his wish? Always it comes to the end. Amdanya, Athanya, what? Everybody is bothered about the money. So, he is also bothered that Baba is going to ask me for money. What will I do? I don't have enough. The money that he had with him was over except for an amount given enough to cover the fare. So if Baba were to say, give me Dakshina, he had made up his mind what to say. Even before he asked, I will place a rupee in his hand. And if he asks again, I will offer one more. Thereafter, I will say, say to him that I do not have any more. I will say to Baba quite frankly that I have kept only what is necessary for the railway fare. With this resolve, he went to meet Baba. As per his resolve made earlier when he placed one rupee in the hand, Baba asked for one more. And when given, Baba said quite clearly, Take this coconut and put it in your wife's lap. Again, have we frozen or what? Uh, no, no. Uh, it's very difficult to understand that. <laughs> put this in your wife's lap, then you may live peacefully and forget all the restless agitation. After 12 months had passed, a son was born to the couple. They came back for darshan. And with the eight-month son, uh, with the eight-month-old child, they place the boy on Baba's feet. Oh, how wonderful is the leela of these saints! Listen to the prayer with folded hands. Oh, Sainath, how to repay your generosity? We know not, but we bow humbly at your feet. We poor creatures are mean and lowly, but please have mercy on us, the helpless one, and may we always find refuge at your feet from now onwards. Awake or dreaming, numerous waves of thought arise in the mind, giving us no respite during the day or night. Therefore, draw us to you in worship. Later on, as the birth of the boy, Murlidhar was followed by that of two more, Bhaskar and Dinkar, Sapatnekar was greatly pleased at heart. And so, when we bowed at the most compassionate sigh, and having studied his mind and accomplished his purpose, Sapatnekar returned home with his wife. In the beginning, the intention in the mind was to narrate the story in brief, but it is Sainath who makes me narrate, and so it is that the book has become lengthy. Surrendering to him totally, Himad now indicates to the listeners the connection and the essence of the next story, and that story is far more fascinating than this as to how the incomparable Sai satisfied the fond desire of a devotee who liked miracles. People extol Sai's virtue. But he who always likes to find fault will see only faults in him. Himself being interested in neither material nor spiritual desires, the sole object in the mind is to find fault. Sai Baba may be a saint, but I will not believe in him unless I have personal experience and he gives it to me. He who goes only to test finds his desires fulfilled too. This is a story in the next chapter. May the good listeners listen to it carefully. We'll be to all here in the 48th chapter of the Sri Sai Samar Satcharit called the bestowal of grace upon the doubting devotee as inspired by the saints and the virtuous and composed by the devotee Hemad Pant. So, we have come to the end of the 48th 